Oh man, here we are. Um, welcome to the Pure Joy Project. Uh, my name is Paul Lanigan, uh, the usual host, creator, whatever you want to call me, of the Pure Joy Project. Um, but my guests today are none of the usual guys. No Bennett, no Danny, um, no Mitch. Uh, I'm here with my long-term friend and spiritual leader. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Braden Best. Uh, Bible-believing... Christian, yes. Sir. Uh, so, uh, I guess we'll talk about a little bit about how we met and stuff. So, uh, I, I went to the University of Central Missouri. I was a biology major there, studied chemistry as well, and I wrestled there for a couple of years and was a part of FCA on campus. And that's where I met Paul, this bright, bubbling, beautiful young man, just kind of waltzed in, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, it, uh, the Lord just kind of, the Holy Spirit was just like, "This is your dude. Go get him." I was like, oh, mm. cool, all right. Praise God. <laughs> so, yeah, I was at FCA uh, for for three years at UCM, and, and I think it was a really fruitful time. I think the Lord used it, and the Lord definitely, I definitely grew spiritually through that time, um, being a part of that ministry. Uh, my story goes something along the lines of I grew up in a household that, decided that the word of God was the final authority mm. and everything we were going to do as a family was, was going to be in line with the word of God. You know, obviously none of us were perfect, but you know, I'm in the middle of five son of a part-time pastor, part-time doctor. And, um, we decided God's word was enough. And so that's how I was raised. And so that's how I've chosen to live my life. I got saved when I was five years old. I was uh, scared to death of a tornado. And I uh, thought I was going to die and go to hell. And uh, my dad was like, no tornado, but yes, Jesus. And so got saved. Uh, struggled a little bit. Didn't know what it meant to be saved for several years. Um, and by several years, I mean, you know, like seven or eight. And then in middle school, I started to recognize what the world was and what my faith was. And, hmm. and I decided I would follow Jesus, but I kind of realized that I was going to follow Jesus my way. And that worked out pretty terribly. <laughs> I was uh, very proud and very miserable for uh, about another five years. And then in my end of my junior year of high school, beginning of senior year of high school, I finally just decided that, you know, Jesus was my Savior. He's also going to be my Lord. Uh, and so I'm just going to do what Jesus says. And if that doesn't turn out right, well, then it's not my problem. It's Jesus's. So uh, that's kind of what, what led me. Uh, in my faith through that point. Um, Come on. The Bible is really all, all that we need uh, as, a, as the church. You know, so when I say that, I mean saved believers who are in the company of other saved believers who are indwelled by the Holy Spirit. Hmm. You know, God gave us three things to be successful in this life. The book, the Spirit, and the church. And so hmm. that's that's kind of my stance. And everything that we're going to talk about today is yeah is going to come from that stance so truly yeah as you can tell by the way um y'all can already probably like hear the fruit of the spirit pouring out of them um so yeah brayden and i um go back to when i came in as an 18 year old into college um stupid hard-headed um loud uh, and I'm still all three, but I use them differently. <laughs> so, so I definitely, yeah, I use the, use those gifts. If you want to call it that, um, differently than I used to. Praise the Lord. Um, absolutely. And so, uh, in G in August, when we came back to school from the summer, um, we, we kind of cast the vision of like having 2020 be a different year. Um, and so we came up with 2020, the year of seeing straight. And so that's what you're listening to. That's why you clicked on the podcast was that because um, you wanted to know what the heck this is. And so what that means, um, 2020 is known as, is there's a movement called the Year of the Bible. Um, there's a movement to end like sexual slavery. There's a movement, there's all these movements going on in 2020 and it's been, it's incredible to see. And so um, we both have a heart for the lost and face the persecution that comes along with that. And so 2020 being the year of seeing straight is you, the listener, um, on a journey with us, kind of talking through what it looks like to see through Jesus-colored glasses daily yeah. and how to get there, um, how to do it practically, what's going to come, what's going to happen, um, and how to make 2020 a year of, of, as I said earlier in an Instagram post, being where your feet are. 
uh, being intentional um, with the Word of God and following it um, 30 seconds at a time every day for the rest of your life. And so um, both of us are very passionate about it because we've tasted the goodness that is Jesus. Um, And so we want to share that with you guys in walking faithfully and um and the fruit that comes with that and and not believing the lies that life is found anywhere else except in jesus christ so episode one um is about like your personal relationship with the lord so following which is step one to christianity is your own belief and confession that like jesus is the son of god and he was raised from the dead and and then receiving your salvation and then and the holy spirit with that and then following what what the next steps are um, so we're talking about the personal relationship part, the exciting part, yeah. um, the the part that is all euphoria before you get down to the nitty gritty of counting the cost of being a Christian. And so we both know what that looks like. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know, we didn't really, we don't have a perfect linear outline, but we have a lot of passion. And so that's going to come out. And so where do we want to start? I think we should probably start by praying that's, that's because fast. we're wasting our time if the Holy Spirit's not moving. So. Amen. Go ahead, Braden. All right. Uh, Father, thank you for this time that we can uh, be together and, and just open up the Bible and see what it says about living life. Proverbs 29 uh, says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And God, we, we want to have vision for our lives and we want to have vision for this year. But but God, if that vision comes with us, then uh, we're still just blind, leading the blind in mm. darkness. And so, Lord, uh, the Bible says, uh, thy word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. So, God, if, if we're going to have vision for 2020, it's got to come from you, and it's got to come from your book. Mm. Um, so, Lord, I pray that you would shut up, Paul and I. God, no, <laughs> nobody needs to hear what Paul and Braden have to say. Amen. Um, but, God, we desperately need to know what your word says about how to live. Um, so, Holy Spirit, please convict hearts uh, and move. And, and, God, I pray that this would be uh, profitable for the kingdom. So, mm. Lord, please use us. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you. And it is in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on. So where do we start here? Start with with salvation, with the the path to it, or what do you have? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that would be a great place to start because that is where the Christian life begins. We call it being born again mm. because spiritually we are dead until we accept Jesus as our Savior. But really where that story starts is at creation. You know, so... So God created everything a long, a long, long time ago mm. in a garden uh, relatively far away. Yeah. God made two individuals in his image, in his likeness, and they were perfect, mm. right? That's great grandpappy Adam and great grandmammy Eve. A lot of greats in there. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they were perfect. Like, everything that every human strives to be, they were. Mm. They were sinless perfection. Right. We yeah. right now, modern day, we say, oh, I'm only human. And that means nobody's perfect. But if we look back in Eden, if Adam said, I'm only human, <laughs> that meant I am absolutely perfect in every way. Yeah. Right. And so God, he's got these two people and they're perfect. And he gives them some commandments. He says, this is how you have a relationship with me, my direct creation, my son, my daughter who are created in my image. Here's how you have a relationship with me. First things first, don't eat of the tree with the knowledge of good and evil. Hmm. There's your first command. Second command, be fruitful and multiply. Have lots of perfect babies. <laughs> Third command, this one's for Adam and Adam alone. Keep the garden. Tend the garden and keep the garden. Hmm. Right? Make sure it flourishes so that it can grow well and be a good garden. But that word keep, that means protect. It means guard. Adam, here's your command. Don't let the snake in. Mm. Well, the first failed commandment in history was not eating from the tree. It was Adam not letting the snake. Adam not letting the snake in. That was, he failed there. Right? And so that wasn't sin. The first sin was eating from the tree. But Adam didn't do his job. A snake got into the garden. A dragon. A dragon got into the garden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Revelation 13, that bad boy. A dragon mm. got into the garden and humanity fell. <laughs> the relationship with God was broken. Yeah. The image of God, the likeness of God was lost. 
And so, you know, we see they have kids. Adam and Eve have kids. They, they, they get that one right, mm. you know, because, you know, we have a built-in drive to be fruitful and multiply Truly. as humans. Truly. Uh, they were able to get that one. And they have kids. And, and God is making a way for Adam and Eve's kids to have a relationship with him. Mm. Right? Cain and Abel. You know what it was? It was to sacrifice an innocent lamb. And then, boom, they're good. An innocent sacrifice to cover their sin is enough to allow man to have a relationship with God. Hmm. But Cain says, you know, what if I did it my way? And he he harvests a bunch of, of uh, food from the field and brings it to God as a sacrifice. And, and God doesn't accept it because God never has nor will accept what man does as a way to get to him. Hmm. And so Cain gets mad and he kills his little brother. <laughs> the first human ever born murdered his younger brother and so we're like what the heck why was that well if you look back there's a verse that says that cain was born in adam's image Mm. god's image is lost we don't have it anymore the relationship was broken and cain is born just like adam fast forward everybody's messed up but one family god looks down across the entire earth and you know what he sees he sees eight people following him and the entire rest of the population of humanity falling away So God says, all right, I'll start over. I'm going to make a way for this family. Noah, build a boat because the rains are coming. They build a boat. Everyone else dies. There's judgment because of sin, but God makes one way for this family to be saved. Okay. Well, fast forward a little bit. Uh, A grandson or great-grandson of Noah named Nimrod decides that he's going to have all of humanity together, and they're going to build a tower and make a name for themselves. And that's disobeying the commandment of God to spread over the whole earth. And so God judges them at Babel and confuses the languages. Hmm. We see this pattern of God making a way for humanity to have a relationship with him. And then humanity falling away. And then judgment. Because there has to be a consequence for sin. Hmm. And then God, through that judgment, says, but I will make a way. And then man follows that. And then man falls away. And then judgment. Rinse and repeat. Right? Hmm. So, so then God says, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to write it out exactly perfectly. Everything you have to do to be right with me. Hmm. And that is written in Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Right? Hmm. God gives us the law, his word to the children of Israel. Hmm. And he says, if you do this, if you keep my law, we're going to be good. And I will bless you. Guess what doesn't happen? Guess what doesn't happen? <laughs> Guess what doesn't happen? <laughs> no one could do it. No one was capable yeah. of following the law. Mm-hmm. Right? Even Moses, the man who God said was faithful in all his house. His guy. The his, martial artist. His friend. The teacher. The, the stud. Yeah. yeah. Moses. Oh my gosh. He kicked the rock. You know? Yeah. No one could do it. No one could do it. No one was able to be perfect. Mm. There's some verses that talk about this. You know, Psalm 53. I'm just going to read the whole chapter. The fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. Corrupt are they, and they have done abominable iniquity. There is none that doeth good. God looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand, that did seek God. Every one of them has gone back. They are altogether become filthy. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Right? I'm actually not going to read the whole chapter. Uh, I'm just going to read those. Mm. Right. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Come on. Right? Mm-hmm. No one could make it. Still can't. Still can't. No <laughs> one to this day could could be good enough to be accepted by God. Mm. And so God said, Well, I guess I'll do it myself. Right? He yeah. gave man so many chances. Mm. And every single time we said, No, God, I'm going to choose me. So God said, Fine. All right. I'll do it. And so God came down as a perfect, sinless man named Jesus Christ. Mm. And just like God made the way for Abel to have a relationship with him through the innocent shedding of blood, Jesus hung on a cross 2,000 years ago and he died. The eternal God took all of our sin on him Mm. (laughs) and he died. His blood was shed. He said, it is finished. My sin is is hanging on a cross at Calvary. Mm. Right? Individually. Individually. All of our sin is All hanging, of yeah. our sin, every, every if person. we will put it there, is mm. hanging on Calvary. Yeah. Right? Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God 
is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Mm. Right? So we have a way. Okay. But Cain's sins weren't covered by Abel's sacrifice. Right? Mm. We have to put our own sin on Jesus in order to be saved. Mm. God's a good father. He's not going to force a relationship on anyone. So even though Jesus's blood has the capacity to cover all sins, some people won't put him there. Mm. And so there's people who aren't going to be saved, even though Jesus wants to save them. Absolutely. So Romans uh, chapter 10 actually gives us the exact mechanism of putting your sin on Jesus so that you can have a relationship with God mm. so that when you die, you're not burning in the lake of fire. We've got the instructions. We have. It's it's actually very easy yeah. considering. Yeah. It's a super simple process. I'm going to actually flip there in my physical Bible. If I can find That's it. such like a, like a therapeutic sound in itself. Yeah. It's like flipping through the word. Yeah. Go ahead. So, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus... And shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Mm. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. All it takes is declaring that Jesus is the Lord of your life. Mm. And believing your heart that God raised him from the dead. Come on. To take away your sin. That's mm. it. We're That's done. It. You're That's saved. It. It's hurting. We could literally press stop on the podcast right now. And, and if that is the only message we get across to you and the only thing and let God, God's word do the, do the work on you. Um, that's all, that's all that needs to be said. Yeah. It all boils down to the gospel. If we never said anything ever again, but someone hears this. Yeah. It's profitable. Amen. That's it. That is the, that is the crux. That is being born again. That Mm. is becoming alive. That's how you become a Christian. I think a lot of people who call themselves Christians in this world are not going to be in heaven. Mm. Amen. Because they have not confessed with their mouth the Lord Jesus and believed in their heart that God raised him from the dead. Yeah. That's it. That's the only way. Yeah. And that is, I think the saddest people on the earth are the people that, um, that, that claim to be Christian, but don't live it. So they, so they, they understand the goodness, but don't access it. And so there's people that walk in sin blindly and they go on living blindly and they have a decent life on earth. And there's people that, that understand the goodness and they walk in the goodness and they have unlimited joy on earth. And then there's people in between that have seen the goodness but don't walk in the goodness so they're miserable. And those are the yep. people that have heard this goodness. They've heard that message so many times that you just laid out, that the Holy Spirit just said through you. They've heard that message so many times and they choose not to truly live in it because they love their flesh, as the mm-hmm. word tells us, that they will naturally. Yep. They love the they love the sin. They love the things of the world. So they choose not to tap into the unlimited joy and peace that is yep. a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so that is step one to what this episode is, is the personal relationship. And if there is no salvation, there's no relationship to develop because he does not hear us until the Holy Spirit intercedes and we are made alive through Christ. Yeah. And so that's where it starts. And so, um, manufacturing, um, a productive personal relationship with the Lord, um, what that looks like can take a lot of forms, but has a general guideline that we see in scripture, um, how to do it, how to follow, how to, how to, how to fall more in love with him, um, as you experience his infinite character through his word, which I can't stress enough is the, is the most important thing you will ever do in your life is, is, is be saved and, and learn more about him and learn to love him more and let everything be an overflow of what's getting poured into you by the word. Yeah. And so, um, what do you have for, for, let's see, practicality wise. Okay. Um, like I have, I was going to talk about the desire, our natural, like, like our desire for the Lord. Um, and, and like, if we don't seem to have it, you know, Mm. like, do we, do we actually, is there like something we're missing or is there something that, um, that we need to know that, that will wake us up? Yeah. 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 Let's, I think that'd be a great place to, to start because I think a lot of us, especially in our generation find ourselves there. So we are saved. So, so we've already clarified, we've already established that we have new life, but we look around and we find ourselves like we don't really love God, Mm. Yeah, you know, like we want to love God Mm. or, you know, sometimes we want to want to love God, Yeah, you know, and you're somewhere on that chain 
but it really when you close your eyes at night you're you're just kind of like yeah i mean i'm i'm glad i'm saved but i don't yeah. really where's my joy where's my conviction yeah I, my... I have there's no heart in this it yeah. feels like an intellectual exchange of i'll <laughs> yeah, believe yeah, yeah. in you you save me mm. shake hands write the check we're out you know absolutely and i i think a lot of christians find themselves here yeah lukewarmness is what it's is, yeah is a, is a term is, that's that's the bi- that's the term the bible would use yeah. for it and and jesus literally says that if we are lukewarm he will spit us out of his mouth yeah if we are lost he will pursue our hearts if we are found then we have the joy and the peace and all the things um and salvation through him but if we are in the middle he will spit us out. Yeah. It's kind of a, it's everyone hates the situation mm. because the believer they're saved, but they're miserable Yeah, because they have no peace. They have no joy mm. and they're left trying to scramble in, in this world where they don't belong mm. for a life that they don't really want. <laughs> and Jesus is disgusted. It makes him sick to his stomach. He wants to vomit mm. because, because they're just like lukewarm. They've accepted yeah. their Christianity and then they're just going to kind of sit down and watch Netflix and eat cupcakes for their life and try yeah. to be happy in that. They're going to be pursuing like what the world lies to us. Yeah. That is these things yeah. that they're seeking in all the wrong places. Um, and they're going to be continuously chasing something that is fleeting and putting their identity in something that is not solid. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and if, Absolutely. if your identity is not in his infinite character, you will never truly have peace. Yeah, because nothing's enough. There is nothing on this world that can satisfy us Mm. except for Jesus Christ. Amen. Right? Yeah. That's what um, Isaiah 26, 8 um, is. John Piper used this in a message of passion. That was um, pretty incredible. It says, In the path of your judgments, O Lord, we wait for you. Your name and remembrance are the desire of our soul. So there is nothing that will fill us or fill this desire that we feel other than his name and remembrance. Yeah. And so um, along with that, Uh, Psalm 37, uh, 3 and 4. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Mm. And the desires of your heart, if you truly trust in him, as the beginning of of, uh, 37.3 says, then the desires of your heart will be his fruit, which we see people seeking in all these places, right? So we see people seeking. And and if you guys don't know Galatians 5, 22, 23, it is uh, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And there's no law against such things, right? So we see people seeking faithfulness and joy and love in all these places. Peace. That that is peace. We see people, we see the term peace thrown around in all the wrong places. Um, And so like, People are seeking these things out from fleeting places, from places mm-hmm. that are not these wells that Jesus has dug um, for us to constantly have living water that bring these things into our lives. Um, and so uh, if we if we truly trust in him, then the desires of our heart will be his fruit. Uh, and so it says that he will give us the desires of our heart um, if we des- if we delight ourselves in him. Yeah. Uh, and so if you want, like there's, I know so many people that, that seek these things, they seek these, these experiences, they seek these, this, this image, they seek these things. And we're both have been guilty of it at times and probably still are at times that we just are looking for emotions, um, that are fleeting rather than looking for fruit from a non-fleeting spirit. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, breaking it down to desire, the reason that you have never been fulfilled doing all these other things and you keep seeking more, whatever it may be, whatever you're slipping into, whatever you're idolizing is because the word literally tells us in Isaiah 26, eight, that the desire of our soul is his name and his remembrance. So if you are not being productive for his name and his remembrance, then you will be left empty. And that is a guarantee. Yeah. And that's where we find ourselves, right? It's just like you said, I've been there. You've been there. We will probably be there again when Mm. we're not walking in the spirit. The, the issue, Jesus, when he was talking to Nicodemus in John 3, you know, John 3, 16, mm. you know, for God so loved the world, Jesus, like two, three verses later comes John three nineteen. Mm. It says, this is the condemnation. Light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Mm. The reason we are not satisfied, the reason God is not the desire of our heart, the reason we don't have pure joy mm. Come on. It's because we love sin. Christians. Literally. Saved by Jesus. Yes. 
We love sin. Because of our division from him in the first sin, we are now inclined to desire sin. Yeah. We And so um, it is, and that's where, um, this is perfect, that Romans 12, um, I'm going to also flip there. I love the sound of Bible pages turning. Um, so Romans 12 talks about um, the renewal of our minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and this, so, is, this is how you change, this is how you start, what, what it means to start loving Jesus mm. instead of loving our sin. Yes. This is where we find it. We, we need a new mind. Just like we were given new life at salvation, yeah. we need a new mind and, and this is how we get it. Yeah, the fact that that life that that real true life is not the one you have now. <laughs> it is the one you <laughs> yeah. give up. Yeah. Right? So we are told um, by Jesus that, that he who gives up his life for my sake will truly find it. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny that people are trying to manufacture this perfect life they have when it is not life at all. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like prison um, and you feel trapped. And so um, Paul writes in the beginning of, of Romans 12, says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God to present to your present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Yeah. And so um, what does it look like? Like like this whole concept of like giving up our life and presenting ourselves as a sacrifice to God. What exactly um, does that look like? So... Uh, I can't tell you perfectly exactly what that looks like because I'm we still working yeah, on it. Yeah, we myself. don't know, obviously. Um, we could look at Jesus and see what this actually looks like. Mm. Uh, so a lot of this is a heart issue, mm. right? This is an issue um, because, like, honestly, we want what we want because we like how it feels mm. when other people think we're really cool mm-hmm. or or we like how having sex feels so we're not going to wait until marriage mm. or getting drunk or, or getting drunk yeah, or, or being high. praised or whatever it is yeah that, whatever yeah. your vice is whatever yeah. that thing is that you lay in bed at night and the holy spirit is like hey you did this again yeah this isn't it man this isn't life why you why you have trouble falling asleep why you you know are struggling with this like we are in the anxiety depression generation yes because, we are the anxiety yes, depression because generation. we because we have we are as, as far from the lord as a as, as a as a uh, a population as we've ever been yeah and so we are continuously not being filled by these things so we are claiming these other problems this mental stuff this like these things that like if you want answers you know if you want change it's giving up this life that is filled with anxiety yeah. and depression and comparison and pride and fear and all these things. It is giving this up mm-hmm. to to give your new life to Jesus or receive new life from Jesus. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Yeah. Anyone in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. You are brand new in Jesus Christ, and that is the life that is full of the peace and joy that you're seeking, and all these things that leave you empty. Frankly. Yeah. And that is, I think, the first thing we have to recognize to get there is that we are not the answer. We are not the solution. Mm-hmm. We don't have the ability to make it happen. You cannot find peace <laughs> as long as you think you are the solution. Mm. You are the problem. The reason you're miserable is because you put yourself in a situation that makes you miserable. Mm. That <laughs> the reason life sucks is because you suck. Yeah, we all suck. Right? The yeah. reason I was miserable in high school mm. is because I thought I was awesome. Yeah. That is why I was I was depressed because I thought I could find the answer in myself. Mm. I still slip into days where I think I'm awesome for a period in time and the Holy Spirit smacks me in the head and my, and my gut wrenches and my heart hurts. And I'm like, and I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Where am I being, you know, what is leading me astray? What is, and then I'm like constantly being checked, um, in order to walk faithfully in the spirit, because I know that that is life. And so the spirit is convicting me. That's like, Hey, what you're doing today is not walking in the life, the, the abundant life, the, you know, the John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, Mm -hmm. kill and destroy. The world comes to steal, kill and destroy. 
You know, it, it, it literally lies to you over and over again repetitively on these things, these idols that you're supposed to have, all this. Um, but Jesus has come to give life and give it abundantly mm-hmm. to the fullest, to give what, what true life is intended to be. And the Holy Spirit is guiding me in that. Praise God. I read that um, this morning. I love that. Yeah. It, it, uh, it reminds me of Psalm 139. Um, I have verse 23 and 24. Um, I think I... This isn't what I had written down, but the Spirit's going off, so I'm... Um, so Psalm 139, 23 and 24. And so uh, a pretty pretty popular um, one. It says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there is any grievous or wicked, another translation say, uh, wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. Mm-hmm. Right? So we are asking God to search us. Yeah. And know, know this heart, this heart that, that won't let you sleep at night. Yeah. This heart that is prideful or fearful or deceitful or whatever, because naturally the heart is wicked. Yeah. Right. Jeremiah says that in the prophecies. Um, and so he says, search me, know my heart. This is David writing this, who's been through the ringer and then <laughs> got called a man after God's own heart. Yeah. Right. So David, we could allegory his story to ours in so many different ways where we've fallen, we've gone into temptation and then been convicted and been sharpened by people. And it's broken our hearts. Praise God. Um, so he says, know my heart, try me and know my thoughts or my anxieties, uh, other translations would say. And so we are asking the Lord to, to work on us, to teach us about ourselves and refine us. And then it says to lead me in the way everlasting, right? So all in all, after trying us, after, you know, seeing, um, what this is like, what, um, like what we struggle in as it's exposed, um, and then to lead us out of those things into the way everlasting. And so it's like, how do you allow the Lord to do that every single day? Uh, through prayer, study, mm-hmm. meditation, um, listening to teaching and wisdom on his yeah. word, community, um, and just overall pursuing his character. So on that, you mentioned meditation, and that means something that that is different than I think most people would recognize mm. that word in a biblical Truly. sense. So meditation uh, in our world today means emptying your mind and sitting in mental silence, hmm. right? Yeah. Other people would describe it as just being absolutely in the moment, but it's, it's a, it's mental, uh, it's absence of mental activity is a state of meditation as modern medicine hmm. and modern philosophy would describe it. And biblically, that is not what meditation is. Biblically, meditation is filling your mind with the word of God, hmm. with truth, with the truth. truth, yeah, with the truth. It is saying, um, man, Psalm 141, I'm in a really hard time. Lord, I cry unto thee. Make haste unto me. Give ear unto my voice when I cry unto thee. It's recognizing that David said, God, I'm living a hard time. I'm praying to you. Please answer me. Mm. Oh, <laughs> that must mean God will answer us when we pray to him when we're having a hard time. That's what meditation is, mm. right? And, and the, the way we get there, uh, the way we walk in the things God gives us, the way we take our meditation on the word of God and make it into action is by being dead. Mm. <laughs> what a, what a foreign concept. Yeah. You know, if you're not, if you're not like being educated on this or educating yourself, um, on the idea of dying to self. Yeah. It just seems like the the most foreign thing oh, yeah. because we are literally taught like by through social media, through whatever uh, pop culture that you are supposed to make the best version of yourself rather than just getting a completely new self. Yeah. Uh, and that's really where like where the world has steal or stolen and mm-hmm. killed and destroyed mm-hmm. is that people are trying to work on themselves rather yep. than just giving up this sinful flesh in order to walk in, you yeah. know, truth and life. Yeah. My dad likes to say, he'll say, quit trying to improve yourself and remove yourself. Mm, I like that. Quit trying to fortify. Come on. Just mortify. <laughs> quit trying. Start dying. Mm. It's all fire. It's, it, That's a bar. He's a cool dude. He's a cool, bald dude. Come on. So Galatians 2.20. Let's go. And 21 says, I am crucified with Christ. Everything that is who I was before I got saved is hanging on a cross 2,000 years ago. Mm. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, 
but Christ liveth in me. Come on. And the life that I now live in the flesh, this this life that I live in the body with a heart that is still physically beating, mm. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Come on. I do not frustrate the grace of God. If righteousness come by the law, if we can work our way to heaven, if we can just try hard and be good enough, Christ died in vain. Mm, amen. Jesus died for nothing if you can just make it happen. Hmm. So you find that temptation, it shows up. This is what this is what I'll give an example of of dying to the flesh. That temptation comes. Hmm. It's standing in front of you. You really want the cookie. <laughs> Big time. Right? You know I was a wrestler, so I'm gonna use a wrestling example. I know that I have to make weight tomorrow. But man, I want that cookie. Mm. Dying to the flesh is saying, no, I'm not going to engage in this sin because not doing that is better than doing that. Come on. And a lost man, here's what's crazy. Someone who has not been saved literally has no choice. <laughs> they cannot do anything but sin. Yeah. And we can't blame them for doing so. And we can't blame them for sinning because that's all they are. Yeah. They are spiritually dead, mm. physically alive. That's it. The yeah. only choice they have is to sin. But we have a choice. We can say no. When that girl texts you, you can just not text back. Yeah. Even though your flesh says, yeah. I want to go get my sinning and on. And the world And says, the world yeah. says, go get her. Go get your sin on. Yeah. yeah you have the ability to say sin. no. Yeah. One of the biggest industries in the world is based truly in lust and sin. Yeah. And Pornography is, is an incredible... Evil. It's a billion dollar industry. Yeah. And it that's a long, like, like pornography makes more money than cancer. Like, as in like, like yeah. the medical field almost as a like whole. Yeah. Um, it is insane, the volume that it's reached. And so that's just, just, it is just evidence of, of truly that we walk, um, that, that lost people walk in the flesh naturally. Mm-hmm. And they and they don't know anything different. It's funny that like like people like us and like you listeners that are saved, that when we neglect these things, we are looked at as foreign. You know, that yeah. that we are that we are not accepted because we don't think in we don't indulge in these fleshly desires. And you don't and we don't realize we're gonna talk about counting the cost in the third episode, the last episode of this whole series. But like you don't realize that the sacrifice that you're making in giving up these things is no sacrifice at all. Yeah. Because when you're giving up these things, you are also giving up the anxiety that comes with them. Right? All of the all of the worry, all of the pain, all of the fear that comes along with these things that you think are desirable. You are giving up the calories from the cookie <laughs> because you didn't have the cookie. So now you get to make weight and you get to rustle. Mm. So now you get to walk in the spirit and have life, right? So you're counting the cost that really is no cost at all. Yeah. Um, it, if, you're, if you're seeing it, how the Bible tells us to see it. So 1 John 5, 5, as simple as it can be, who, who is he who overcomes the world? So other translations that I've read, who can win this battle against the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. Yep. But those who believe that Jesus is the son of God and live like it are the only people that can truly overcome this world. Those are the people that have the joy. They have this life and no things are not perfect. Yes. These people that, that believe that Jesus is the son of God and act like it will walk. They will, we will experience hardship. We are promised hardship over and over again in the, in the word. We are promised persecution. We are promised struggle. Um, but Jesus, as it says in John 16, 33 has overcome those things that he, he, so we may have peace in him because he has overcome this world. So the only people that can truly walk in life in this, on this earth are people that believe that Jesus is the son of God and have let him in and act like it. Mm -hmm. Frankly, that's, that's really it. Honestly, it it is living like we believe what we say we believe. Mm. And you know, you mentioned that, that we get funny looks because, we don't live in a world or we don't live like the world of idolatry and sin. Mm. The problem is that most of us don't. Mm. If you, if you, you know, called up a random by a random saved believer Christian Mm. and really looked at their life, you probably wouldn't see that big a difference between them and someone who was lost trying their best. Mm. And that for one that is an incredible waste of the blood of Christ. 
the right? ultimate the ultimate price like the ultimate yeah yeah um, the most sacrifice. valuable thing in the history of of mankind is the blood of god mm. that washed your sin away and you most most christians are a really terrible investment yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I know that souls are, are priceless, but there have been moments in my life where, where I've really been honest with myself and, you know, it would have been, Jesus would have maybe gotten more glory if he hadn't saved me. Yeah. He didn't save us to keep on sucking. Yeah. Frankly. This life is not our own. Yeah. You know, uh, in Colossians chapter three, verses one through three, it says, if mm. ye then be risen with Christ seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God set your affection on things above not on mm. things on the earth for ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ and God the way to be a good investment of the blood of God himself mm. stop loving sin start loving God mm. set your affection on things above because you're dead. <laughs> the part of you that wants what you want, that's not mm. what Jesus died for. Come on. That is what put him up on the cross. Come on. He he didn't that's not the part of you he saved. That's the part of you he saved you from. <laughs> Let's go. We we often overlook, we think that that Jesus makes bad people good. When really he makes dead people alive. Amen, dude. You know, Amen. that it, that it is, it is not as simple as like, like you, when you see true heart change, I've seen it all over in different ministries. I've we've seen it in, in FCA yeah, together. We've seen it at, at school. We've seen it. I've seen it at Canacook. I've seen it at, at St. Louis FCA. I've seen it in conversations all over this country. And in the, like that I, people have conversations I've had ministries I've worked for, whatever I have seen like true like like heart change where mm. it goes from death to life mm. right it's yeah. not like the difference yeah. is so black and white it's a different it's so person. light and day yeah it's not even the same that's, person that's it, it is like dead to a lie yeah second corinthians five seventeen. you mentioned it earlier if you are in christ you are a new creature old things are passed away i've seen personalities change new mm. people you're, you're exactly right they you wouldn't recognize them yeah in in a time difference of six months, they are yeah. an entirely new person mm. because of Jesus Christ, and they chose to leave the world behind. The the old song, the old hymn. I have decided to follow mm. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. No turning back. No turning back. They decided Jesus is mm. my life. I'm dead to everything else, and they Come become on. a new person. And what do they find? They find the fruit of the spirit. They find love. The love of God that is in their heart now. And they know what, what, what comes from that love is joy. Because they know if you put a bullet in me, I'm not dead. I'm with my creator. My meat sack may fall over and my heart may stop beating. Come but on. I'm with Jesus. You cannot kill me. Come on. And that brings so much peace because whoever wins this next election can't affect us emotionally. Because my heart, my affection set on things above. Mm. I don't care who the president is. Because yes. I'm saved. My yeah. king yeah. is sitting on the throne in heaven. Mm. Academic so, advisor, I these grades don't impact my eternity. <laughs> you know, like do good in school. Yeah, this is not yeah, us saying yeah, don't yeah, do good yeah, in school. Be a good this steward is not of, us saying don't go yeah, vote. But, be a good steward of your opportunities, but like they aren't your identity. Your yeah, identity is in yeah. the infinite character of Christ that does not change, that yeah. will continue to fill you and give you joy and peace and patience. Um, and so like, don't, this is just as, this is the calling. This is the command. Don't be a waste of Jesus's blood. Amen. That's right? it. That's if, it. Ex exactly. If you're going to be saved, if you're going to, to, to do this, count the cost, right? Understand things are going to have to change and then, and then allow Romans 12 to be true. Hmm. Spend time in his word daily, read books from wise people, like go to church and listen to message, surround yourself with God fearing community and your life will change. It is a, it is a daily devotion. It is, it is taking up your cross. It is 30 seconds to 30 minutes to 30 days to, to whatever you want to say to three months to 30 years at a time. 
um, that you are that you are choosing to follow Jesus, and and then Romans twelve will be so true. Mm-hmm. Psalms one forty three or one or one thirty nine will be so true that you will be that you will be tested, you will be refined, you will learn, you will grow, and you will change, and you'll look back at your old self and scoff, knowing that yeah. you now know what life is. So don't be a waste yeah. of Jesus's blood. So if you're going to be saved, spend time with him daily. Surround yourself with other people that do the same. Don't don't waste the resources of people that have been changed before you because if everybody started at square one, no Christian would have gotten anywhere. Yeah. If we all had to start at the beginning. So surround yourself with people that get yourself a, a mentor, get yourself accountability partners, get yourself a disciple to pour into and make this walk thing real. Mm-hmm. Don't allow it to just be a checkbox on a survey where you're a Christian. Let this be a lifestyle. Christianity is a is is so much more than just a belief system. Christianity is a lifestyle. Yeah. Right. So Christian means uh, being similar to the character of or or like or there's so many different uh, describing words for the for the Ian suffix. Um, it is basically means like Christ. And so if you are going to title yourself yeah. as a Christian, you can't be like Christ in your own flesh. So be like Christ yeah. by allowing his word that reads you back to change your heart yeah. and allow for for the word being presented to you and through prayer and through meditation that you will be like Christ because it's not even you living your own life anymore. It's not the same flesh. Yeah. It is a new flesh led by the Holy Spirit into all these things that he has promised us, this abundant life that he's promised us in his word. Um, chase it. Yeah. On and, days you want to and days you don't. Yeah. And and on that, you know, in that verse where they're called, you know, there's a verse in, in Acts that says, and the disciples were called Christians first at Antioch, you mm-hmm. know, the city where they were planning a church there. And you notice they don't get called Christians until after they're disciples. Hmm. You can be saved and not follow Jesus. You shouldn't call yourself a Christian hmm. because you're not. You're not a Christian unless you are following Jesus according to his word. Come on. And you mentioned a lot of actionable steps to do that. And I do want to give a warning that it will never be easy to do this. We're promised it will be hard. We are promised it will be hard Mm. because this world is not our home. You don't belong here. Come on. The reason you are dissatisfied with this world is because it is not where you are designed to be. Mm. And so don't expect it to be easy. And, and when it's hard, if you quit, well, then you probably shouldn't call yourself a Christian. Um, that way it won't. I mean, quitting is just going to let you fall right back into this, into this. Um, you could call it like monotonous, sad life. That yeah. is, that is like once you've experienced it, if you decide to quit because it's hard, yeah. you will be miserable. You, you know what's crazy though? Hmm. Is that I know there are people listening to this who have been in that place who have essentially quit because it is hard. But God has so much grace mm. that if there is anyone here listening to this who's saying, look, I can't, I can't do this. I already quit. I already walked back to the world. Mm. God has so much grace. Mm. The most valuable thing in the universe, the blood of Jesus Christ was shed for you specifically, personally, mm. uniquely. Your sin is up there. There's nothing that can keep you from the love of God, neither height, nor depth, nor darkness, nor sword. Nothing Mm. can keep you from God's love. Come on, Romans 8. And so, like, yes, if if you've wandered back into the wilderness out of the promised land, just turn around. Hmm. There's always hope. So... Come on. Yeah, as far as a personal relationship with God, we, you talked about you talked about faithfulness uh, earlier, and that's really what a relationship with God is is it's action over time. It's mm. being in the Word continually, mm. not just today I did really good and tomorrow I'm going to do really bad and then I'm going to get sad and walk away. It's deciding mm. this is the rest of my life. And if you've fallen off, man, all you have to do is be faithful. Come on. All you have to do is turn around and and take one step and then one more. Mm. He will have open arms. All you have to do is keep walking. Come on. If God, you know, there's this this quote that says, if God feels far away, remember, he's not the one who moved. Yeah. 
All it takes is turning around and walking back. Let's go. The the you know the prodigal son uh, and and Luke fifteen the father ran to his son as soon as he was walking back. Mm. Amen. So yeah, don't forget that that he he created the stars. He counts them and he knows them by name. Psalm one forty seven. Right. He knows you. He died for you. Right. And and in him all things were made and all things are held together and you are important and he desires for you to be saved. Mm-hmm. So. Take that step and and unlock true life. Um, Don't be a waste of Christ's blood. And then surround yourself with people that do the same. So yeah. all in Amen. all, we could boil it down to don't be a waste of Christ's blood. That's it. Because if you, if you desire this personal relationship and you live in this personal relationship and you steward it um, and you steward it well, and you really desire to learn more of his infinite character and you taste the goodness, you will understand that we are not leading you astray, right? That, that anybody who loves the word of God um, enough to, to proclaim it and not care um, is not leading you astray, that, that this is life, this is truth, and there's a reason that we love it so much. And so um, I'm going to pray for you, the listener, um, and everyone that gets to hear this, um, or, or gets to talk to you about this or talk to us about this or whatever, um, that, that, that life is appealing, um, and that, that it is seen as truth, uh, because the word tells us that, that those that do not believe will scoff at what, at what differs from their flesh. And so, um, praying for softened hearts and the, and the spirit to go to work in your life. Um, if you're being called, um, it is simple. Um, if you, as Romans ten nine says, um, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, truly believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you ask him to fill you and, and your life will never be the same if you choose to walk in it day by day, step by step. So I'm going to pray for all the listeners and then we're going to close it. Um, and then we'll see you at episode two, talking about community and fellowship and accountability and all that good stuff. Cause we love people and God holds relationships highly. So, um, Father, thank you. Uh, thank you that your spirit took over and talked through us, um, that I don't remember half of what was just said, um, Lord, but thank you for your goodness. Thank you that you chose all of us um, to be different, Lord, that John 15, um, 18 and 19 um, says that, that, you, that the world um, will hate us, but it hated you first, mm-hmm. Lord, and yeah. that, that you have called us out of the world to be different. Uh, because if we were one of the world, we would be accepted as the world. Uh, but we are not one with the world because we are citizens of heaven and simply res- residents of earth. We are, we are immigrants of earth um, when we are citizens of your home. Uh, Lord, we love you so much. Uh, Father, I pray for every single listener, um, everybody that, that hears the name The Pure Joy Project, everybody that listens to the 2020, the year of seeing straight, everyone that talks about it, every share, every post, every eye that sees it, every ear that hears it, Lord, that... Um, that, that they see Jesus, they hear Jesus, um, and that it all boils down to Jesus, mm-hmm. Lord, because that is the only answer and the only way is uh, 1 Timothy 3, 5 says that there is one mediator and it is it is Jesus yeah. between us and God. Lord, so I just pray for every listener that um, you come into their lives if they don't have you already, um, that they allow you in and they allow you to change them, renew their minds and test their hearts um, and experience life in you. Lord, and so thank you for this opportunity. Um, Thank you that broken vessels get to steward your word and say your name when we aren't even worthy of untying your sandals. Uh, Lord, we just love you so much. Thank you in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So we'll see you all in episode two. God bless.